You're listening to Highlands Business, a weekly business podcast where we gain insight from business leaders, a place to be understood, inspired, and get real sharing of triumphs and lessons learned. I'm Ken Wooten, a pastor and a businessman, and I'll be your host. My motto in life is if you're not the best, how do you become the best? And if you are the best, how do you get better? Enjoy this next episode, and if you find this content helpful, don't forget to share and subscribe. Mate, um, I've known you for quite a while. Uh, I used to employ your then girlfriend uh, when I was running Easterfest, and um, you used to sort of turn up like a bad smell all the time um, because you're pretty keen on her. But you, you, you were dating Anna at high school, and I've always just known you as the little punk. Uh, but uh, you had an amazing journey over the last few years, and, and um, it's, it's pretty cool. I'm just going to summarise a little bit about what I know about you, then I'll get you to, to correct what I say, and then we'll get into some questions. But you're an author. You're a consultant. You're a family man. I know that because uh, you've got two great uh, young daughters and your wife, Anna. It's, it's fantastic. Um, you're, you're the managing director of Equip Consulting, uh, business development consultancy, specialising in project, um, in helping project-based um, people in sales, which is great. Um, I've got to say the Wagner should have a statue of you made out at Wellcamp Airport because uh, you just about live in airports, certainly pre-COVID-19. Um, uh, um, let me tell you, to those of us who are frequent flyers, uh, Steve Clayton must have a, a Qantas um, points uh, portfolio um, make us all green with envy. Um, I don't know what status you're on, mate, but um, every time I go to an airport anywhere um, in Australia, it seems like I bump into you. We always bump into <laughs> Chicago, all over the place. So it's, it's great, mate. You travel everywhere. But um, Steve has a mission with through Equip Consulting to help project-related companies, um, and uh, I love it on your website, your mission at the moment is to bring in $1 billion of profit uh, for those companies by 2023. So um, Steve's quickly making a name for himself um, as one of Toowoomba's best business and uh, exports, which is pretty great. Six years ago, though, he was selling cars at Whipple's Auto. Did I get that right, Steve? That's you did, yeah. Six or seven, I think, yeah. Yeah. One of the one of the really annoying things is he convinced me to buy two cars I didn't need at the time, two Volkswagens, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> which I've still got, actually. But at least they keep running. But, you know, um, since the you know the, the high price you sold me things I didn't need, I haven't been able to afford new cars since. So, oh, please. But, um, <laughs> but seriously, Steve's amazing at sales. He's one of those guys who will sell ice to Eskimos. He's great at it, at that little um, unassuming face. I don't know what it is, but you know, he's studied into the science of sales and knows so much about this. Um, my business at Gavin Bar Homestead's really benefited from using Steve um, in consulting, especially in the early days of getting our sales up. Um, and so um, Steve's a legend, but, but Steve hasn't wasted this crisis. And I know I've had the privilege of catching up with him and his family just in the last week and hearing about how you, you're um, reshaping your business for the future. Um, mm. By the way, the, the, just the final thing about Steve is the most impressive thing is he seems to be getting thinner in lockdown as opposed to myself who uh, um, without a gym. I don't know how you're doing that. So you maybe maybe we can ask you that question at the end if we have time. <laughs> what you're doing for the, the, the secret loss. sauce. Probably because you're not eating at airports anymore, but anyway. That's probably part of it, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Well, mate, we're, get, we're going to get into it. And just like every week, if anybody has questions for Steve, um, please send them through. Um, when we're talking about sales, and that's what Steve's known for, and he'll share more, I'm sure. But 
um, when we're talking about sales, um, it's how you sell yourself. It's how you sell your business. It's how you sell the, the vision of your business to your employees. If you're working in a business, it's um, um, sales is, is broader than just selling products. And um, Steve is going to um, have a lot to share with us tonight. So I'm really looking forward to that. So Steve, I've uh, summed up a little bit about you, but why don't you um, fill in the gaps and um, we'll jump to questions. Yeah, you've done a you've done a brilliant job of that. I, I suppose <laughs> the best way I used to describe myself when people would say, "What did you do?" Well, particularly pre-COVID, it was a travelling consultant. That's kind of how I spent my days. Uh, most of my clients were in Australia, New Zealand, and about mid last year, we started to work with a lot more US companies. And so, yeah, that was taking us all over. And uh, 2020 was shaping to be the most exciting year yet. Um, we're still meant to be in the US now and we had a really big major opportunity in, in Chicago actually, but COVID struck and then that kind of threw a massive spanner in the works, which I'm sure we've all empathized with and go, man, wow, that, that came out of nowhere. Um, and so now, yeah, I've really been re-looking at the business as a whole and working out how to, how to make it work better in the future. And I think it's been a massive blessing in disguise because before this, I think we used to always believe things were impossible. Well, I certainly did, you know. Uh, one of the other businesses that I'm heavily focusing on right now is a, is a business called The Sales Game with a business partner of mine called Darcy. He's got a psychology background and essentially it's, if you've ever seen the TV show Survivor, it's essentially we've created our own version of Survivor where we train salespeople through a game that we've designed. And the Americans love it. They, you know, they hear sales and they hear game and they literally say, where do I, where do, I do it? So uh, that's been really, really exciting. But before this, we used to think it would only ever be done in person and it was literally impossible to do it virtually. We thought, no, there's no way we could do it. And this thing struck and we thought, well, how do we keep a business going? Because we can't travel anymore. Um, and so I think it's really amazing what we're capable of when we're put in situations where we have to exercise that creativity. We have to think outside the square. We have to relook at building what I'm calling the new normal. And a lot of people are saying the same sort of thing. like. Mm, maybe this is a learning opportunity for us to, to change the way we do things moving forward and see I'm loving that so I really don't know what I'm doing at the moment I'm trying a bunch of different things but uh, uh, but yeah consulting sales business and, uh, and and love encouraging people that's a it's a big part of my why is is helping people through uh, challenging times and and I get to work with a you know a bunch of great salespeople and business leaders and uh, really get to know them so uh, that'd be me in a nutshell and uh, yeah, yeah I love it. Fantastic. That's great, Steve. So um, I'm going to jump to the first question. Remember to put your questions through. Um, so we've got a variety of people on the call tonight. Um, people who have um, are in healthcare, uh, people who have small business, big business. Uh, we've got people who work for businesses, people who own businesses. So Steve, um, tell us your approach to sales. So, as I've mentioned before, sales is more than just selling a product. Um, it's growing your business. It's growing what you've got to offer. That might be what you've got to offer personally. It could be the products you've got to offer. It could be weddings you're trying to sell, or it could be more patients you're trying to get. Tell us, what's your key approach to sales um, that um, would apply no matter what industry you're in that you think could help us tonight? Yeah, 100%. Like my, my definition of sales is really just effective communication. And that's why I love it as a topic. I think it's it's something that you can essentially apply to any area of your life and really business exists to solve problems. So whatever business you're in, you're there to solve a problem for someone and you as a sales professional or anyone in the organization, your job is to effectively communicate how you solve problems for people. 
Um, and so with that, you get to learn negotiation, you get to learn a lot about psychology and human behavior. Um, so essentially the way that I, I, I've, I've, my philosophy of sales is essentially your job is to serve people at the highest possible level, helping them really understand where they are now, where they're ultimately aspiring to be. And your job is to bridge the gap. You're a bridge builder. And so that's the way that you want to approach it. Is it, It's not about you saying fancy things. It's not about you uh, being all salesy. It's just, really, it's an act of service. And it's a, it's a human to human contact sport. It's trying to solve problems together. And I think great salespeople understand that it's about partnering with the people that you're trying to serve and understand them deeply and work out how do you actually enhance their life? How do you bridge that gap for them? Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's essentially the philosophy. The way that you, if you want to study it deeply, if there's one thing you study, it's cognitive dissonance. Uh, this is something that I got taught by my business partner, Darcy, but it's essentially the psychological component of why we make, why we are motivated, why we take action, why we move. And really in simple terms is everyone has a current situation right now. We all have a desired situation. And we're always looking for ways to solve that problem, solve that gap. That's forever. Once you get to the desired situation, it's immediately replaced with a new desired situation. Hence why people never arrive. It's a forever journey. It's a, an infinite game, uh, as Simon Sinek talks about it. So really, if you want to visualize it, that's my philosophy in sales. Where are they now? Where do they want to be? And how do you ultimately help bridge that gap? Um, and there's a recipe to it. And, and I like to think of sales as a recipe. Uh, no difference to baking a cake. There's kind of an order to things. And when you get the order right, it can flow really nicely. You get a good outcome. <laughs> but if you're baking a cake and you start with the icing and then you add an egg and then you throw it in the oven for a bit and then you pull it out, well, that's where you get these awkward conversations where people go, man, I don't like sales. That's, that's just, uh, th it doesn't work for me. Like, it makes me uncomfortable. But it's just really understanding the recipes. Once you learn the method, uh, it's a lot of fun. You get to be yourself. You get to meet a bunch of great people, and uh, and ultimately you get to learn a lot about humans and why we do what we do. So hmm. that's the philosophy. Tell us, Steve, is is there some practical examples you give us of that? Like people you've hmm. worked with, pick an industry. I know you've worked with a bro you've worked with wedding venues. You've worked for major multi-billion-dollar organisations. Um, give us a practical example of how you've um, how you've seen that change uh, with a different mindset and understand that cognitive dissonance yeah 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 so i'll give you the recipe if you want like there's six topics that you want to have and if you get them in order think conversations fly really nicely um and you know this has been remarkable because the, the the people that i train and coach what they find is they start to get more results but they get to be more of who they actually are they get to be themselves um so the first topic of conversation you want to always start with is the backstory into now so if we were looking at anyone in this room right now and wanted to truly serve people, I'm just pick a name here, Kate. Right? Hey, Kate, how you doing? Uh, the best place for us to start in any conversation would be for me to understand Kate's backstory up until this present point now, particularly in the context of the problem that I'm trying to solve, her, solve for her. The reason why this is important is assumption in sales will absolutely crush your results okay anytime you just assume something assume that that's what they want assume you you, you get you get really stuck um so backstory up until now is what we call a context builder and one of the fastest tips that i could say is if you're getting inbound leads right now uh might be a little bit slower for you but hey, if you hang on hey steve just going to interrupt you there help us out inbound leads not all of yep. us have to you know 
give just sorry yeah yeah that. yeah yeah good man I, I talk this all day every day so uh inbound lead is if people are coming to you rather than you going to them okay so if you get an email in a phone call in a social media message some sort of something that's inbound right so they're coming to you one of the best questions you can ever ask is curious to know what led you to us and in that one simple question, you get so much context as to how they arrived at this point. You might hear things like, oh, a friend of mine told me about you and they love you. Great, now you know that there's some associated trust with that relationship or, oh yeah, I saw some content that you were delivering, was super valuable, love it. Oh, great, so there's obviously, that was a topic that was of interest to them. Um, so that's, that's the perfect place that you wanna start in the recipe. What's the backstory? How did they arrive to now? Uh, and no, no information is um, useless here. You can, you can learn so much about people by just intently listening uh, to what is their story up until now. So that's, a, that's the first topic of conversation. That essentially helps you create point A of the cognitive dissonance model. Because now I know where you are right now. But I also know the context as to why you got here. So that's step number one. Trust that's making sense so far. Yeah. Topic of conversation number two then, and you'll notice when you get this recipe right, it's very natural for it to normally go that way, and that is goals, ambitions, aim. What are you aiming for? What are your goals? What are you ultimately looking to achieve here? That quite naturally is if I know where you are right now, we start working out like, what are you aiming for, Isaac? Right? We naturally then have got the two gap. We've got the gap. We've got you're here and you want to be here. Goals, ambitions, aspirations, what are you aiming for? That in a nutshell, if you just practice those two things, it's going to completely change the way that you can have good conversations with people. Uh, you can have conversations with your partner, with your kids, with your wife. Like, Alyssa, my, my daughter came home from school today. Alyssa, tell me about your day. What did you learn today? That's the backstory. You get to learn a little bit. And then you get to talk it forward into, cool, and what do you think you want to use with this? Well, I want to be a gemologist, Dad. Great. Well, now we've got a gap. She's currently in grade two, and now she wants to be a gemologist. <laughs> now, I would be of value to my daughter if I could help her on the journey to get to her desired situation. Does that make sense? I could give her some resources, content, help her on the journey. But that's the second topic of conversation. Where are you now? Where do you want to be? And then the third topic of conversation in the recipe is simply, what are the challenges? What's stopping you getting there, Isaac? What's the things that, what are, what are the stumbling blocks, roadblocks? What are the key challenges that you're finding? Um, they're the things that your job, that's what you're there to solve for them. Now, hopefully, if they're an inbound lead and they know a little bit about you, they might already know the problems that you solve. Um, but you want to find out what are some of the challenges that they have. That's the third topic of conversation. Take them down. Typically, you want to know as well that when people are making buying decisions, there's normally one core motivation, not a million. And if you can get to that core, that real core motivation, uh, you don't really need too much more uh, to really help and serve people. So they're the first three. Uh, the other three, I don't know if you want to get into it or not, but the next three is numbers, people, and time frame. Okay, so numbers is when you start to talk about all of the things that are related to numbers, num money, budget, size, scope, all of this stuff. Uh, people is who's going to be involved, and then time frames is obviously when would they like to actually see that bridge? When, when do they actually want to start seeing that fulfilled? And when you practice that in order, flows. It just nice, each conversation goes to the next, goes to the next. You start vague, but you get specific. So that's a really, really high level, but that's, a, that's, the, that's the recipe. That's, that's, what I, what, that's what I try and teach people. So Steve, does this apply? I'm, I'm, again, I'm, I'm gonna just pick on a few people I see on Zoom here tonight, I see. Please, yeah. They, they, your, um, 
exciting time for you, mate. You're um, uh, getting into business, a family business that makes horse floats. A lot of um, that does a really good job of that. Um, I, I know my um, my daughter wants to come buy one off you um, for her horses. So um, you know you're getting into business. Exciting time for that. Um, um, and then I see Steve Osborne, um, a chiropractor in town. Um, do a great job. Um, well known, um, and, and um, I'm sure you're always looking to get new patients and things. Although you've, you've probably got a waiting list, um, knowing you, Steve. <laughs> yeah, well, um, well regarded. So there's two different businesses. Does does this sales approach, for example, work for that? Like one which is a healthcare on, on one side, and then the other one which is manufacturing horse floats. Is it really the same principle? Yeah, and so we can we can quickly try and put. Um, so Steve, what, Steve's a chiropractor. You're saying. Yeah, Steve Osborne, yeah. Oh, of course. Regan, Regan's dad? Yeah, that's yeah. him. All right, there we go. Small well, Toowoomba. All right, so we can apply it to both, right? So, yeah, if you're selling a horse float, you still want to understand the backstory up until now. So I'd want to know what have they done in the past with horse floats? How well has that worked for them? Uh, what led them to you specifically? What is it that they're really aiming to do? Why did they get into horses in the first place? How are they going to be using uh, the horse float? Where are they going to be traveling? All of that type of stuff. In the same way, when you're talking about your health, what have you done in the past around this? What has been some pre, like what have been some of the previous challenges that you've had? How have you approached this in the past? Or you're going to get the same context. Both of them are still going to have goals, right? Uh, Isaac, you're going to get a flash new horse float when uh, when things are back on track, right? So you got some goals, and I'm sure Lisa's got some goals as well. Like she's she's got a vision; she'd know what it would it would like. Uh, in the same way that I'm sure Steve's client would also have goals. I want I want better posture. I want to be able to sleep better. I want to remove these type of pains. And then the big part is like obviously still what are the challenges, which is the the previous problems that they had. Those three things will definitely still apply because cognitive dissonance is human. It's not industry specific. Everyone has gaps that they're trying to solve in their life. Your job is to simply bridge those gaps. So yeah, the first three are very particular. As far as like numbers, peoples and timeframes, uh, that's gonna be more related to like business to business sales. Uh, but the first three parts of the recipe will still do just, it'll work regardless of the industry is just finding those gaps. Uh, and Steve, just sum, sum up those th those first three again. They're going to work for us. Back, just tell us the backstory. Backstory yep. till now. That's a context yep. builder. Goals and aim, meaning what essentially don't you have right now that you're aiming for, and then some of the challenges that you've been overcome, the challenges that you've been facing that have stopped those two things taking place. Um, now that yeah, we could go we could go super deep into it, but essentially what you want to call that is point A to point C. Everyone has a point A. We call that their current situation. Everyone has a point C, that's their desired situation. If you know that well, and you can communicate with your potential buyer well, just in those two points, you're good. The challenges bit is what the point B is. And what your job is, and this is where it becomes competitive in business, is that there's a million different ways to bridge the gap. Isaac, you could build the horse float yourself. You could go down the road, you could order it online. Steve, they could go to seven different chiropractors. They could watch a YouTube video. They could read a book. They could buy a weird little thing that they roll on their back. Like there's so many different ways to bridge the gap. Your job is to position yourself as the ultimate point B. And the best way to be the ultimate point B is essentially you've got the best solution to the problem. Um, and so that's where you need to also understand that sales is not a game where you can just get anyone to buy your stuff. That doesn't work. Life doesn't work like that way. There is buyers and non-buyers. Uh, and the more okay you are with both, the more comfortable you'll be having the conversation. 
in big terms, it's called a consultative sales approach. You're essentially being a consultant for them, helping them solve problems. Uh, and your job is to gather all that intelligence and then sort of repeat it back to them in a way of how you can solve it. So awesome. trust, that, trust that was practical. Let, let me know. I want to make this super practical tonight. So yeah. Yeah, That's great. Hey, mate, we're in the middle of a crisis. Um, some businesses are flourishing. Some are doing a little tougher than others. Um, uh, what, what do you see as opportunities, especially with mindset with people in a crisis? Uh, I know you're discovering some of this for yourself as well. So you're, you're learning along with the rest of us. Um, but um, what, what opportunities do you see uh, for growth um, in this crisis at the moment, especially with where people's mindsets are at? Yeah. Well, I, um, uh, as a man of faith, I, I, I heavily rely on higher wisdom to work out the, the timing of things. And uh, Solomon is my, he's the OG in my opinion. He's the real guy, you know, like, the Proverbs is a beautiful handbook uh, to business and life. And I kind of dug through and found the ones that were um, relevant to business and managing people and working with people and put them into a little document that I read as much as I can. But one, one, one of them, and I paraphrase is the wise know the importance of the season he is in while the foolish sleep through his day of opportunity. And I really believe there's a major opportunity for us uh, as business people right now, massive opportunity right now. Um, and the way I want to describe that, and it's something that we've been heavily focusing on as a business ourselves, is to, to understand that in your business, you have what I refer to as a living pipeline. And a living pipeline is made up of seeds, plants, and trees. And trees are essentially when it's all, all ripe, it's heavily grounded, you put the love into it, and there's fruit now, and you get to start being rewarded with the profit of actually put, but building these trees. COVID, some of us, trees are pretty hard right now, right? Like there's not a lot of fruit for some people to pick. But that doesn't discredit the fact that you could plant a heap of seeds right now. And that's something that we're heavily focusing on right now, which is planting seeds for the future, which is connecting with new people, which is giving value to people, uh, being generous. There's an amazing opportunity to, for you to dig into your network, your database, the people that you've previously worked with, and really serve them and give value to them and find new audiences. So that's planting seeds. And then there's watering plants. And these are the ones that might not be ready right now. Isaac, you will have heaps of plants, right? Like they're not ready to pick right away because they, they can't, but now's a great time to make sure that they're really, really taken care of. Um, and so the biggest opportunity I see is planting seeds right now. There's an amazing opportunity to reach people because they literally have so much more time on their hands now uh, than they previously did. Um, and so talk to you, talk to your peeps, Ben and Tyler, uh, get you get like, there's a great opportunity to get marketing, uh, great opportunity for webinars. There's a great opportunity to put content out there, uh, to start educating a future marketplace for you. And at very least, if none of that applies, if you can't plant seeds right now, if you can't water plants or you can't pick any, uh, any fruit might be time to return the garden, you know? get back right into your business, focus on your systems, dig up some stuff, work out what needs to be thrown in the bin, like get yourself prepared because here's the thing we all need to hang on to is this thing will rebound and some of us will actually do really, really well post based on the work and the seeds that we plant now. Um, so yeah, that's something we've been focused on. Practically, we've been doing a, a daily webinar, completely free, just uh, called the Game Plan Daily. We've just been given practical advice, like psychology tips, sales strategies, 
we've had sort of a bit over 500 people join on all different times and we did like sort of 27 days of them um and it's been amazing just hearing the feedback of how we've been positively affecting people um and that's just using the time that we've got right now um which i'm not an airport so why not use it that's <laughs> so i think we've all got an opportunity to plant seeds at a minimum steve um mate um, i want to just uh uh, go down a direction that won't apply to everybody on this call right at the moment will apply to some of us but i think a lot of us are aspirational um some of us are just running uh, sole traders running small businesses we're not really in a bit in a leadership position or a major one but then um other of us that's on the call uh, have got 50 100 plus employees and um, uh, I, I see on there um got a great um uh, retailer here in town i think um nathan um so you have a lot of sales people um that you'd you you would have on selling your products i bought a whole lot from you so um, also i gotta i gotta do a shout out to nathan uh without him i wouldn't be in a sales job that was my first ever job yeah, was working at Motor that's Mecca, right so. actually that's true you went, didn't, didn't you think you went from selling lawnmowers to volkswagens yeah yeah, yeah. Th yeah. thank god you weren't, weren't still at whipples i would have four or five mowers i didn't need as well anyway i think i've got those from you uh, nathan you've been great enough of them Motor Mecca is a fantastic um, business, but take Motor Mecca, and I hope you don't mind if we pick on you there, Nathan. But take Motor Mecca, where um, Nathan, you're assuming sales, but then you've got a whole lot of sales people. I know in my business, other people sell for me. How do you provide that leadership to inspire them um, in um, in biz in, in, to, to sell well? Um, that next step where you not only sell well yourself, but mm. equip your team to sell well. I love it. I love it. And this is honestly like, uh, this has been the thing that has helped me the most overcome the challenges in my own business. And I love to share this story with others that the reason why I love work, regardless of what you do, but particularly sales is I think it's the ultimate vehicle for personal development and growth. And I think when you come up against trying to grow a business or trying to fulfill a sales function in an organization, understand that the, the 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 work that you're putting yourself through the the fears that you over, have to overcome the challenges that you have to overcome the creativity that you have to triple down into the persistence the the ability to not let your own stuff get in the way of serving others like that's a great vehicle to make you a better person <laughs> it's it, the work is the ultimate vehicle for personal development and so you can't actually inspire anyone like you, you cannot motivate anyone it has to be a self it has to be a self-induced game <laughs> all you can do as a leader is hopefully foster a place where people want to make the decision and want to lead but that's the best advice i would say to people if you're running a team right now and you want to motivate and inspire them let them see that this is a great opportunity for you to come and come up against your own limitations push through them show to yourself what you're truly capable of and that's going to help you in all areas of life uh, it's the resilience that we actually get to work on here so they're the conversations i'm having with the people that I, i'm coaching right now i'm saying guys it's not so much about the circumstances we find ourselves in right now but rather the response to them and that's all you can do and when you start to practice and hone those those responses um, you find that you get upside all throughout it, it goes it goes right through and i think sales is a beautiful training ground for that because you get to spend all of your days talking with people and their problems uh, and hopefully solving them for them and as you practice that you get to solve your own problems too and uh and i think that's the coolest part so that's the way i tackle it 
Yeah, so that's fantastic, Steve. Well, look, we are getting up to the 30 minutes, and so um, we really want to honour people's time. Thank you for joining in. Just, I've, um, I want to say a few more words about Steve in a second, but just got a bit of an announcement too about next week as well, um, which um, we're excited about. But just before I, I say that, so just stay on the line, I'll let you guys know what we're going to do um, next week. It's pretty, um, pretty great. But Steve, thank you so much, mate. You're a legend. Um, you got I, it. I, I, mate, I've just, from seeing you, um, you know, there's the little punk in Tornberg go through to what, what you're doing is we're just so proud of you. And um, can I just you say, um, if, you, if you've got a business that's looking to grow, reach out to Steve. Um, he's got some great books. Um, his, his original one, Sales Juice, is that what you call it, Steve? Is that? Yeah. I can't yep. remember the name, but I, I remember this thing. I'll just tell you this quick story and then I'll finish up. Is that He was telling me that in, in this book, it's really practical on sales. So when I sit there and try and sell a $25,000 wedding to somebody, it's like when their eyes are looking down, they're thinking about the numbers. When their eyes are looking up, they're imagining their wedding day. And so if their eyes were looking down, I could talk about how great value a wedding at Gavin Bar was. And if their eyes are looking up, I'd talk about how beautiful the grass is going to be in February or whenever they want their wedding. Like practical stuff like that led us to being the most successful wedding venue in, in Australia, a destination one. So um, Steve's a legend. He's got practical tools. I really recommend um, whatever stage of business you're in, you get his books and his resources and follow him. So thanks, mate. You're a legend. And Thank you. No, thank hey, you, mate. You're a great help. Thank you. <laughs> Just before I go back to Ken, and um, um, next week, uh, I've got a really good friend of mine um, called Mark McCrindle who's going to join us. Now, some of you know Mark. He's on Sunrise every week. He's going to be coming in um, specifically for us uh, uh, from Sydney next week. Now, Mark serves on the Compassion Australia board. That's why I know him. But he's uh, Australia's leading social demographer. He's right across the trends. He's the guy who, like, um, news.com.au will get to feature what, you know, future suburban trends are going to be or, or whatever's going on. He does a lot of work for not-for-profits, and we're going to um, broaden this out, not just to the business community, but leaders in general. This guy's researching what's happening. He's across stats. Um, he's a futurist, uh, and we're really, really fortunate to have him. Last time he was in Toowoomba was a number of years ago, uh, and he was consulting for Tisby. Uh, Toowoomba um, Strat Basin Enterprise, I lead um, one of our lead economic groups here. Um, but um, we're getting him for Highlands Business Group. So it's a bit of a privilege, actually. It's pretty great. Hey, Ken. So um, look forward to that next week. Um, um, that'll be great. We'll send out more information. Over to you, Ken. Thanks, Isaac. Thanks, Steve. Fantastic content, mate. There's a few questions in the chat, one from Benny Yong. So um, I might just ask that one as we wrap oh, yeah. up. In, term, right. in terms of overcoming personal limitations, fears, lacks, and motivation, what were some of the limitations you faced and how did you overcome them? Mm. Oh, man, there's, there's, there's so many. When you, like, that was the biggest, biggest shock when I, when I went from like, selling cars and I could sell cars well uh, to then having to run your own business. You realise that you don't know anything about business. So like, limitations <laughs> are forever there. Um, the main thing that I think were, was practical... Uh, is is along the idea of uh, stoicism. It's the idea that the obstacle is the way. And I think you can actually use that as a practical guide. So anytime that I had fear come up in me, whether it was uh, trying something new, putting myself out there, producing some content, creating a video, put, like whatever it is, is, you're always going to come up with fears. And fears are essentially there to keep you safe and hold you hold you in a nice little comfortable spot. Um, but what I what I came to realize is that the fear, your fears can actually be used as a compass. And my late pa, who's the wisest man I ever met, uh, uh, one day just before he left us here on this earth, I asked him, I said, pa, what's your greatest lesson in life? And he looked at me weird for ages and 
as wise people do, they don't talk that quickly. And he sat and he looked and then he said, Steve, pay attention to the nudges. And that was the most beautiful way to summarize what I meant. You're always going to face limitations. They're always going to be those knots in your stomach. But I often find those knots in your stomach are actually the exact direction for you to go. Whether that's to talk to that person, reach out to that person, encourage that person, share love to that person, talk to that person, work with that person. And if there's that nudge, it's a good idea that that's the direction to go. And the only thing that will hold you back is time. Fear has a great strategy, which is add time to the equation. Draw it out. Don't do it today. Do it tomorrow. Keep going. And then when you get to tomorrow, it'll say next week. So that's the yeah. strategy. Use your fear as a compass. Pay attention to the nudges and then starve it of time. Just get into it. Like, have a go at it. Uh, you'll great. realize that it really was more of a thing in your head than what it was actually as, as reality. So get stuck in. Do a Nike, as I say. Fantastic, mate. That's great. Well, thanks so much, mate. Really appreciate you being on tonight and sharing Thank wisdom you. with us. It's phenomenal. Lots of good comments. So everyone's appreciative of the wisdom and, and just some focus and really, really good. So thank you so much for everyone on, on there. Don't forget, invite people along next week. The beauty of this is it's just to help people in this season, help them in business. And that's our heart. That's the heart of Highlands. Is, uh, you matter and we, we really believe you matter and we just want to help you in this season. So we're praying for you. 3 John 2, I pray for you all the time that you prosper in all things. You'll be in health just as your soul prospers. So have a fantastic week and we look forward to seeing you all next week. Thanks again, Steve. Thanks, Isaac. Thanks, Ken. Thanks, Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Thanks Isaac. Ken. Yeah. Cheers, everyone. See ya.